Hello, everyone. I regret to inform you that due to circumstances, I had to fire Ashley. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I don't even know if I have that power. Um, I'm, I'm joining you solo today. Some of you might be like, yay! And some of you might be like, boo. But either way, just listen so you don't damage my confidence. Because we're going solo today, y'all. I just heard the song in my head. Dun, dun. Wait, is that pretty basic? How does ours go? I think it's Is that ours? Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom. I either just did a shout out to Pretty Basic or I sang our song. But hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. Um, I am Taryn, and Ashley Nicole got a very bad cold. And, you know, I called her because she texted me, oh, I'm super sick. And, you know, there's like different versions of sick. So I called her or FaceTimed her. And the second I heard her voice, I was like cracking up because I'm like, Ash, we have a podcast. Like, 
we are speaking straight into people's ear holes and they're listening to our voices. Like nobody wants to hear you right now. And so um, she was super sad, but I was like, I'll do a solo and we'll just pick up next week. So here we are. And last time I actually have done one solo episode before and I loved it slash was so uncomfortable. I'm definitely feeling better about it now because I'm, I like know what's ahead, but um, I'm super excited to just have this time to talk with you guys. If you're just joining us for the first time, I'm the fun one, so <laughs> you're you're in for a treat. Just kidding. Ashley, oh, I'm going to test her. Ashley Nicole, if you are listening to this, you have to send me a frog emoji. You have to text me it right now. If I don't receive a frog emoji, I don't know what I'm going to do to you, but I'm going to be pissed. Anyways, okay. So today, I do have a story we're going to read that is about a topic um, that I get asked about a lot. And it's funny because on Instagram, I just shot up a story today just asking you guys, like, what would you like me to talk about? And it's funny because I I feel like I could have, um, what's it called? Predicted. Predicted. I could have predicted the topic, like the main topics you guys would have asked me about. Um, and I was totally right. So it always is about like singleness and then um, body, body image, body confidence, stuff like that. But I also got a lot asking about just an update on my health and my thyroid stuff. So the story we're going to read today covers like the body stuff so we'll talk about that in a minute but I'll, I'll kind of address the other two topics now and just give you guys a little update on how I'm doing um if if you do, if you're new um again <laughs> welcome to a lot of personal details about myself but um I I went through a pretty hefty surgery in December and got half of my thyroid taken out and ended up finding out that I had cancer in one of the nodules. So it's been a a massive journey, but I will say (laughs) the surgery itself was rough, but I think for me learning now, like how much of the last few years of my life has been impacted and controlled by having a thyroid that was like not working has been actually nuts. So um, my my latest update is I went back to my doctor, got all the testing done again. Um, my thyroid was still not functioning to its full capacity. So I actually just got my dose of Synthroid upped quite a bit. And I'm not joking. <laughs> I feel like myself for the first time in years, like years. I'm talking whenever COVID started, like that that next year was kind of when my like decline started happening. And I've said it before, but it's it's a whole like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like I I got super depressed. I started gaining a lot of weight. I got diagnosed with binge eating and all of those things now being on this side of it I am very curious what of that was because of my thyroid and then what or what of that was because of just life circumstance either way 
and it sounds weird to say this, but I'm still thankful that I went through what I did because I feel like I, through therapy, through having to address just issues in general, I feel like I tapped into a lot of like past hurt and trauma that I don't think I would have if things wouldn't have got as bad as they did. So I'm thankful for it. But now being on this side, I'm like, it is insane. Okay. I have so much energy. I'm actually wanting to be social again. My hair is getting like thicker and healthier. Like it's not falling out in alarming amounts when I take a shower. Um, I've lost like 20 pounds doing absolutely nothing since my surgery because my body is just like working again. So it's just, it's insane. And it's, it's caused so much like awareness of how health issues can affect a person. And I think it's made me, it's opened my eyes a lot to like just being, I guess, curious and paying attention and being empathetic to people who are going through health struggles because it it really does impact so many areas of life. So that's my latest update. Um, I'm still, I have to draw blood, I feel like, every other day and have like ultrasounds to do. And obviously I'm going to have to monitor to make sure like cancer doesn't come back for the rest of my life. But I'm so excited for like this new chapter because I, I genuinely feel like I'm coming into myself again and I'm so thankful for just this process. And I do feel like I will enter life <laughs> like kicking down doors because I have I've built up so much like strength and self-love in this journey that now that I'm like back to myself, like I'm ready to just like attack everyone. <laughs> like everyone. I will attack anyone who like comes at me in a good way and a bad way, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited, super excited. But that's kind of the update I have um, for thyroid stuff. And I just want to say thank you because I feel like everyone has been so, like, just watchful of me and concerned about me. I mean, my my comments, my DMs, um, even stuff you guys send on the podcast – Everyone's always just been asking how I'm doing and and checking in on me like mentally, physically, everything. And it just means so much. Like you guys really have become such a family to us. And I hope that I hope that you guys know how much we love you and like the feeling is mutual if you love us. So um yeah, I just want to thank you guys for that and give you that little update. Wow, just jumping straight into like health issues but um you know I'm 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 feeling very energized today so I'm just gonna keep rambling I feel like throughout this episode and we're just gonna go with it uh the other thing I got a lot of is um how <laughs> how to be single and you know here's the thing I don't love that I am the face <laughs> of this topic. Like everyone's like, Taryn, you're 30 something and you're not married. You don't have children. How do you do it? Because I'm 20 something and I'm struggling with it. And it's 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 comical now, but it's it also is sad because I definitely didn't see this um 
being something that I like had to relate to so much. I was one of those girls who wanted to be married by 25, wanted to have like five kids by 30. Like I just I'm I really feel like I was put on this earth to be just a partner to someone and to have children. Like those are just two areas of my life that I thrive in. Like if you if you are loved by me, you know that like I love well. Like I I love with my whole heart and obviously like I work with kids. I love kids. I can't wait to have kids. So it it this wasn't something that I necessarily like foresaw. But on on the flip side, I do feel like I have been given this opportunity to just be able to talk to people and encourage people about what I've learned during this time. And I am obviously thankful for that because I just I want to live a life that like impacts other people for the good. So I don't even know where to start on singleness. I feel like singleness is something from a very young age that we're taught to avoid like the plague and we're taught that you either have to be this like independent boss like I'm single because I don't need a man or you are like shriveled up pathetic crying in your room desperate to find someone like there's not this like in between area that people I guess are confident enough to like talk about And that's one thing that I always try to push is that it's okay to be both. Like it is okay that I was watching Bridgerton last night and I was crying because I want George in my life. And it is also okay that I wake up and I kill my day and I'm super independent and know who I am and know what I deserve. Like both of those can coexist. And for me, I made a decision a long time ago after my breakup that I don't want to jump into anything serious until it's a person that is like worthy of me being serious with. And so with that has come a lot of years of being single and a lot of years of getting to know who I am as a person, getting to like fall in love with who I am as a person which I'm the more years that go by in my life, the more I realize like I don't think I ever truly like loved who I was. And so I feel like for me, the most important part of being single is that you are taking the time to be with yourself and to date yourself and to fall in love with yourself. Because then when you get with someone else, you have such a strong foundation and you know who you are, you know what you want, you know what you deserve. So you're not going to take crap from anyone. And I feel like a lot of times when you enter into relationships in this, that is all I want. Like I want to be married. I want to be with someone or I'm so embarrassed because I don't have someone and I need someone to tell me what my worth is. Well, it makes sense why all of a sudden years down the road, you're like, how have I been in this like abusive, narcissistic relationship? Well, because you had already told yourself like you don't deserve any better and you wanted this person no matter who they were because they fulfilled something in you. So how are you gonna like combat them treating you bad if you're just taking table scraps? You know what I mean? So I have built up who I am, what I want, 
and I love myself enough to know, like, yeah, you're super hot, bro, but, like, I don't like the way you just talk to that person or I don't like the way that, you know, you project this, like, macho behavior or or I can see red flags of, like, a certain type of person you might be. So there's there's things that I'm going to put up walls and defenses because I would rather be who I am and get what I deserve than just be in a relationship to be in a relationship. And so I think that that would be my number one piece of advice. And also just like living it up like while you can, like travel, try new things, um, build really good friendships, uh, find good hobbies, build a life that you love so that way when you come together, you guys get to share the lives that you have instead of just clinging on to what that person already has. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that is my main single advice. Um, and also like, I just don't, I think it's just the, the, the shame factor that comes with it because I mean, that's what everybody wants to know. Everyone that you come in contact with is like, Oh, what are you doing nowadays? Are you married? Like, are you dating? And I think, what I've gotten used to or or really took time to practice is answering those com or answering those questions confidently. So if someone is like, oh, like, are you are you married? Have you met anyone being like, oh, no, not yet. And like being OK with like the awkward silence that comes, because the fact that they're uncomfortable is not my business. It's not my responsibility to fix. And if they keep going with comments like, don't worry, honey, you'll find someone or, oh, you got to start thinking about it. if you want to have kids. That's when I can step in and be like, yeah, you know, like I'm I love my life. I'm really happy with where I'm at. And I know that what's meant to happen will happen and moving on from that. But when you get rid of that, like shame part of like, oh, I'm single, it sucks. And just kind of focus on like, OK, well. I am single, so what can I do with this time? I think it it does help a lot. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, and the last, the last thing I'll, I'll touch on, because I feel like I do get asked about this a lot, is people are always very curious about like what my quote unquote like day job is or how I got involved in that. Um, and it's funny because I think, I don't know why there's always just this assumption, like if you're in any type of like social media or um, entertainment, whatever, like the podcast or Instagram and like when I tell people I have another job too, they're always like, I think they're for, I, to be honest, I feel like people are like, oh, like, cause you don't make that much money with the podcast or like, oh, for insurance or security. And like, yeah, honestly, I think a lot of people have to do that because it is very, there's nothing consistent about social media. Like one month you might have, like three deals going and it's great. And then the next three months you might get absolutely nothing. And like, I'm not smart enough to budget and plan ahead for those things. So I think either way I would have needed like a, some type of consistent income to just feel confident and safe for myself. But honestly, the main reason I have my other job is because I'm super passionate about it. And also, I think that the world of social media, if you're not solid and careful with who you are, it's very easy for it to completely grab a hold of you and change everything about you. And honestly, rightfully so. I mean, you you enter into this place where everybody wants to know what you're doing, what you're wearing. Everyone's gassing you up 24-7. Every bit of content you do is trying to like escalate or like promote something about yourself. Like, how do you get into that without getting wrapped up in kind of like that self-focus? Like, it's almost impossible. And on top of that, you know, depending on like where you live, you get in these kind of like societies that are very much what do you have to offer me before I will give anything to you? And it's it can be very transactional. It can feel very um, like disingenuine. You can feel very much like you have to have like your best foot forward all the time. And I I've seen people that I know go through that and and really struggle with what comes with that. And I've also seen people. I know, and a lot of them are this the circles I surround myself with who have done a really good job of trying to like combat that and make sure that foundationally they stay who they've always been. But for me, I like the fact that my life is very much in all these different areas. I feel like it keeps me super just grounded in like who I am. I feel like, you know, I just hung out with um a friend that I hadn't really seen for, gosh, like a decade. And um, her husband was like, 
he said something and it was so cute. We have like a really, he's a very blunt person, which I love about him. But we were talking and this was after like a few days that I had spent with him. And he like pulls me to the side. He's like, I'm gonna be really honest. He's like, I was not sure how you were gonna be when I saw you. He was like, part of me was like, oh, she's gonna come here and be like, oh, like I do this, I do that. And she's just gonna be different. And he was like, but you're like exactly the same person that like I knew like way back when. And that like meant so much to me. And I think that's why I've been very careful to make sure that I'm, I'm only putting as much like focus into the other realms of my life in a healthy way. So like I'm not I'm not going to those areas to get fulfillment, to get my confidence, to seek out like, oh, do people like me? Are people saying I'm hot? Are people saying I'm this? Because I know that the second I dip into that, what I'm also opening up to is hearing the negativity that comes with that too. So I feel like I've I've worked really hard to keep a wall between myself in certain areas. And my other job is something that I've always been passionate about. And I feel like it just really helps me to like stay spread out in like an even way. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but that's like where I'm coming from. And my my background in education, I one of my first real jobs was a preschool teacher. And when I was a teacher, I had like two to three year olds. And I just like I love children. Like I had like 12 two year olds by myself and we're talking like put them down for a nap, wake them up, change all their diapers, like while entertaining them and keeping this one from biting this one. Like and I just thrived like I love kids. I love how they work. I love that age specifically because that's when like emotions are forming and they're learning how to like socialize and and interact with the world around them. And and that's something I still to this day am passionate about, even in like adult realms. So I I really just like loved that, loved working with kids. When I was a teacher, I had a few students that were autistic and I felt very ill-equipped on how to interact with them, how to meet their needs specifically. So I met with like the head of the company and was like, hey, we don't have support in this area. Like we need we need support on how do we like work with these kids? Like what can we do? And nothing ended up happening. I ended up like leaving that job, was a nanny a few years, did a few like random things. And then years later, I was approached by that person and she was like, hey, I don't know if you remember our conversation a few years ago, but I was wondering if like you want to just take this and like run with it. Like I would love to just see what ideas you have. And basically from that, I got to like create my own program that kind of comes in whenever there's a a kiddo in one of the classes from ages zero to five that is showing any type of like developmental red flags, is struggling with like behavior stuff. I come in, I do some observations, I talk with the teacher, I pull the parents in, I meet with them, and then I help them get connected with what 
what is out in the world that's available to them that a lot of people don't know about. So how do how do I get assessed? How do I get my kids services? And then I also work with the teacher on like, hey, for this kiddo, we got to approach things in different ways. And um, it it is just it's my baby and I love it. And it's very fulfilling, but at the same time, very emotionally draining having some of those like really hard conversations. It's something that I just I really love and I'm passionate about. So um, that's my other job. I don't talk about it much just because I like to protect just the privacy of like exactly where I'm at and the company I work with and just remaining like professional in that realm. But I feel like everyone's like always like, what is your job? What do you do? We want to know more. So that's kind of just like background on how I got into that. Um, And I think it's it's a testament to to like when you're passionate about something and you just keep your feelers out and you like pursue the things that you love, like it's amazing like what things come together. I never in my life would have thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now, but I think it's just all those times that I had those conversations, I had that experience, and I just really feel like God kind of like led me to this path, and I'm, again, so incredibly thankful for it. Anyways, okay, well, I hope this was interesting. Um, Again, I know this is like different than our normal content, but also you asked me. So and if you didn't ask me and you're like, I didn't want to know, well, then you know what, next time you should make sure to respond and say, I don't want to know about your thyroid, being single or what you do because they don't care about you, Taryn. Okay, so next time just say that and actually don't say that because I'll be sad. Um, Okay, getting into our story today. Um, This is, hold the phone. Let me just make sure. Oh, I can say her name. Okay. Um, This is from Madison, uh, which is my cousin's name. Love that name. And the title of this is, My Mom is the Trigger of My Body Image Issues. Um, Obviously... With anything that's a body image, I get very passionate about. So I thought this would be a good one for me to attack since it is solo. Obviously, like, Ash has her own background in that, and I love when we can attack things together. But if I am going to do something on my own, obviously I wanted to choose something that, you know, I can, like, tie in personal experience with. Now, what I did not think about is the fact that when you're listening to this, Mother's Day was yesterday, so I just want to be clear. We love mothers. I love my mom. My mom is literally one of my best friends. We have a great relationship. So nothing about this. I'm not trying to attack mothers. If you are a mother, happy Mother's Day. I'm sure you're amazing. Um, I hope you got flowers and all the things. The timing of this is poor. I'm just... I know, I'm aware, but I already picked it and I'm sitting here. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in. Um, Obviously, if you are triggered by talking about body image issues or, you know, relationships with family members that aren't good, listen at your own discretion. But we're going to just kind of jump straight into this. Uh, She says, hello, lovely ladies. I'm so sorry, Madison. It's just me. I hope that's okay. Before I get into my story, I must say that I absolutely love your podcast and it has been such an essential part of my routine to get into a good headspace on Mondays. 
I have also been listening back to all your old episodes because I am a referred by a friend listener. Wow. That's awesome. Also, I've never heard it like she put in quotes referred by a friend. So I feel like that should like become something like we should like title you people something like we have like our anonymous people. So I don't I don't know what you're going to be. RBF. But that is <laughs> resting biatch face. So maybe we won't call you that or we will because maybe that's funny. I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're catching up. Listening to all the old episodes just makes my heart love you guys more and more. Without further ado, let's get into it. First, some backstory. I am a rising senior in college. I'm an Enneagram 3. I'm extremely driven. Well, makes sense since you're an Enneagram 3. And I put my whole heart into everything that I do. I'm very passionate about my physical and mental well-being. I love going to therapy, working out, and going on a hot girl walk, listening to UA listening to a UA episode, obviously. But one thing that has always been a weakness for me has been my weight. I grew up being a slightly bigger kid, which led to my body being one of my biggest insecurities. On top of that, I've always had a difficult relationship with food. I love to eat, but I think the reward system in my brain for food is a little bit over the top. This causes me to eat fast and usually eat till I'm past feeling full. I also have a giant sweet tooth, so a little treat is hard to pass up on. Nothing brings more dopamine to my brain than a warm chocolate chip cookie. Wow, that sounds amazing. I did make cookies last night, um, and it was super embarrassing because my brother, who I live with, had all these guys over, right, to, like, watch the Laker game. So I was like, oh, there's all these guys over. I'm craving a cookie. I'm just going to make homemade cookies. Um... And so I can give them to everyone. Well, right when I put them in the oven, everybody left because <laughs> it wasn't a great game for if you're a Laker fan. So everyone left. So I literally have a freezer bag full of chocolate chip cookies in my house. Um, and that was a fail. I don't know why I told you that story, but apparently maybe someone wanted to hear that. We're going to just roll past that. Okay. I also have a history of dieting with a slight obsession for cardio to make myself feel better while also trying to achieve a certain number on the scale. On a more positive note, as I've gotten older, my self-confidence has improved a lot, but I still have periods where I struggle. Unfortunately, my mom has been a trigger for the struggle recently. My mom and I have a complicated relationship. I love her and she loves me, but usually we have trouble getting along. We both have strong personalities and won't back down from a confrontation. This usually leads to some heated arguments at times. Since I moved away from college, our relationship has gotten a lot better as the increased distance and less communication doesn't give much opportunity for friction. I can also tell that my parents worry about me at school, given that my university has reputation for being academically rigorous and that I am a STEM major. I don't even know what that is. I know it has something to do with like science, right? Yeah. (laughs) Mandy is nodding to me. I keep just like looking at Mandy to like feel not alone (laughs) in this moment. (laughs) So thank you, Mandy. Um, This usually leads to more positive and upbeat conversations with a lot of encouragement throughout the school year. My parents were no scholars in college, so they are really proud of me for my hard work and perseverance. But now that I have moved home, the friction is starting up again. You know what? That is a very, 
that is a very hard transition for a lot of people. When you move out of the house and you experience that independence and um, just that space from having like parents being in a house where like you're not in charge. And then when you move back, it's really hard because the person you now are has like grown and shifted and formed your own preferences and what you like and all these things. And when you move back into your parents' house, it doesn't always fit. And so I know that that is a huge transition that's hard for a lot of people. And I feel like it should be expected and you should not feel alone in that because that definitely is really hard. I joke to my friends that my mom is an almond mom. I've never heard that. She talks about food in a very restrictive manner. She is very conscious of her portion sizes and calories and loves intermittent fasting. She will refrain from eating anything sweet for the fear that she will just eat the whole thing. Growing up, my mom would always try to get me to do a new diet with her and even tried signing us both up for Weight Watchers, although I didn't meet the minimum age requirement, which was 18. Oh, you were young to sign up. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. Jeez. Um, I also grew up hearing stories of her portion sizes when she was my age. For example, when she was in her 20s, her lunch would only be a half a sandwich and a half a banana. She puts in parentheses, I could never. <laughs> Same. <laughs> These experience have, experiences have influenced my complicated relationship with food and have led to lots of sensitivity to conversations about food. The other night, I had a discussion with my mom that left me feeling a little triggered. After I told her what I eat for breakfast, she looked at me as though what I ate was a lot, which is basically oatmeal, fruit, and peanut butter. Honestly, that's like my, <laughs> that's my like someday I'll eat healthy and can eat like that. So it is mind blowing to me that like she reacted to that. And I feel like, I feel like that's a pretty, like a lot of people would agree with me on that. Um, she continues. Then she proceeded to look even more shocked when I told her that after breakfast, I also eat lunch. The audacity. <laughs> How could you how could you eat another meal in the middle of the day? Don't you know that's outdated? I can't. The story's like triggering me. Um, and she continues again and won't just wait until dinner for my next meal. Then a little bit later, we were talking about when I was going to start treatment for a health concern of mine because this was going to be a long process. My mom was looking for some ways to help until I was able to start treatment. One thing that she mentioned was that, quote unquote, losing just 10 pounds could immensely help in the meantime. <sighs> I'm just going just gonna to hold on to what I have to say. According to an article she saw online, long story short, that conversation didn't end well. As someone who would consider themselves in decent shape and am already involved in activities that are already helping the, my condition, the suggestion to lose 10 pounds left me feeling very triggered. My mom failed to see the issue with what she had said and stated that she feels like she has to walk on eggshells around me on topics like this. Another important thing to mention is that a new medication I am on has caused me to gain some more weight. So I am a little bit extra sensitive to topics surrounding my body. Again, rightfully so. 
This medication has significantly improved my well-being and I would not consider going without it. But given the situation and my own personal struggles, it's hard to not be sensitive to what my mom says and has said to me regarding my weight and eating habits. I guess what I need advice on is how I can better communicate with my mom without it turning sideways. Is this something I need to get over and work on, or is it something that she needs to understand and not bring up in a conversation? Also, how can I start to build a better relationship with food and exercise to prevent feeling triggered with something like this when something like this happens? I'm in therapy working through it, but any other tips would be appreciated. Thank you for taking the time to read this, and I appreciate everything you do for the UA fam. Also, I apologize if any of this was confusing to read. I feel like my thoughts are all over the place. But anyway, I hope you beautiful ladies, (laughs) beautiful lady, that's me, have a fantastic day and a restful weekend. Your loyal listener, Madison. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then she said, P.S., you guys love pictures, so I've delivered. And, girl, let me just start with, you are stunning, absolutely stunning. And what is mind-blowing to me, and I, honestly, I'm even, like, a little bit hesitant to say this, but I will just say, I I think healthy and in shape are very, like, relative terms. Um, I don't like the fact that, like, we feel like we have to to fit into certain sizes to be quote unquote in shape because everybody's body is literally biologically built different. Like even bone structures, like say you have like a, a wider bone structure, you could have no skin on your body and you still could probably not fit into the sizes that are quote unquote in shape. Like it just makes no sense to me. Not to mention the fact that like freaking shoes, I can go into a store and try one pair of jeans on that's like the a size, go to the next store and try that on and not get my freaking left thigh through the pant hole. So it's just all the the things that we classify what you need to fit in to be in shape, what you need to look like to fit. It just is so stupid to me. On top of the fact that there are health conditions that literally restrict people from getting to certain quote unquote healthy sizes, like don't get me started, okay? But I will say, if I looked at you from like a societal lens, 
I would not even be like, oh, she's not in shape or anything. Like, you have a beautiful body. I feel like you look powerful. You look like you are thriving in life. You look glowing. You look healthy. Like, I just don't understand why your mom is coming at you in this area. But again, let's put that aside because it doesn't even matter. Okay. Like, at this point, it doesn't even matter. Say, like, Say you weighed like 200 more pounds than you already do, like my advice would still be the same, okay? Because what you have said is that you are intentional about the things that you eat. You are intentional about making sure that you're exercising and taking care of your body. So your body size does not matter at all if you feel like you are healthy and taking care of yourself the way that you need. So just want to say that. This this is so sad to me. And, you know, like I said, I, I study child development a lot, right, with, like, my job. And something that is, is, is mind-blowing to me, as a little girl, and I'm talking, like, I'm talking, like, little, like, before you even reach elementary school, if you have a mother figure who nonstop is talking about their body, foods, you know, guilt about food, you know, asking people like, oh, like, do I look fat in this? I feel so fat using certain terminology. There are studies that show that it can start already impacting small young girls with their own body image and what they think they should feel about their body at that age. Because as a child, especially a little girl, you look at your mom as the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. You look at your mom as this powerful person who takes care of you, who loves you, who nurtures you, who you want to be when you grow up. And if you're sitting there listening to your mom bash on her body all the time, restrict the food she eats, have this unhealthy relationship with her own body and food that before you're even aware of it happening is already translating into the mind of that little girl. So so when I hear that you you are triggered by your mom, well, let me just tell you, almost every woman probably would say same because it is created from such a young age. And then you add on top of that, our generation is so different than our parents' generation. Like the way the whole body positive movement, the whole, um, you know, people being more acceptive, stores having more sizes to offer. That was like pretty much non-existent back in their time. Like when they were young girls trying to figure out life and trying to figure out their own insecurities. And then you talk about their parents' generation. I mean, it just gets like worse and worse as you go, right? So so you have to now I'm not excusing the way that she's acting, but I do think it would be beneficial for you to think about where she is coming from and what she has already built within her, like the damage that she has from the time she was a child and on. And I think if you understand certain things like that. And you hear that and you can hear it instead as like, dang, like it makes me sad that when I'm talking about bettering myself, her first thought is 
what I'm eating and how I look in my body. Because that that more says a statement on her and the way that her mind thinks and works than about really how she feels about you. And I, and I really hope that you hear that because I think our relationship, I know my relationship with my mom is so precious to me that I don't want anything to come in between it. So so even even if there's areas, you know, me and my mom, we can push each other's buttons like no one else. Like I can say the smallest thing to her and she'll get so annoyed at me and same from, you know, if you flip that. And it's because we are each other. Like we're the same person. We also my mom is my safety. So if I'm stressed out about life, guess who I'm going to feel more comfortable taking out on than anyone else? Like my mom. And I think that there's so much that can be beneficial in that relationship that anything that you can remove or try to create a different mentality that's not going to let certain things bother you, it's worth taking the time to do. Again, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying you don't need to stick up for yourself and create boundaries. But I think that if you start to change the way that you hear things, okay? Like, you know, it's that whole, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I don't know if it's like a meme or cartoon or whatever. But it's basically like two people standing on two sides of a number. One of them is saying, that's a six. And the other one is saying, that's a nine. And they're arguing about it. Well, it is to both of them because they're both looking at the number from a different angle. So both of them are right. Like the only one who knows what's right or not is the one that wrote that number, which is not either of them. So I think that if you start just in life in general, if you start to try to not stand your ground on what you think, but try to understand like, okay, what what is being lost in translation? Like, can you explain more to me like why you feel the way that you feel? And instead of being on the defense, actually trying to listen to what someone else is saying, I'm telling you, it will make your life so much easier and your anger level will be so much lower. If you just try to understand that someone else's perspective is not going to be mine and I can be right, but they can also feel like they're right. So I can't be fighting this battle that I'm not going to win because we're coming from two different areas. So I think understanding where your mom comes from, like I would ask her about it. I would ask her, I'd be like, Hey, like, why, why do you, why do you focus so much on food? Like what age were you that you like got into that? Or like, what were your insecurities when you were younger? Like, what did you struggle with, with your body? And kind of open the conversation and see if maybe it can help you to understand her a little more while also creating your defense of like, when she says that to me, I'm not hearing, oh, she thinks I'm fat. She thinks I'm disgusting. She obviously doesn't care about me or my feelings. I'm hearing dang, that's some damage coming forth. And I'm so sorry that she went through that. And I'm going to choose to just move forward and, and keep doing what I know is right and what is true. I hope that makes sense because I really feel like that could be very helpful for you. But at the same time, when, when you are in a sensitive area where you're struggling with something and, and you find yourself being triggered... I also feel like you owe it to yourself to create those boundaries and to have those conversations. And 
your mom is obviously a little bit aware because you said she made a comment about she feels she needs to walk on eggshells. Honestly, that's a great place to start the conversation. Um, with almost everything we talk about on hard things, again, if you feel like you're not being heard or able to fully say what you need to say, I think a letter is an amazing option just to write everything out, give it to her and say like, hey, I would love to talk when you've had time to like process like what I'm saying. Um, even if she's like immature and is just like, you need to grow up, like get over this. At least you know that like you said what you needed to say. But I think even if I were you, I feel like I would sit and I'd just be like, hey. Um, and again, when you're in a good place, you never start these when you're in the midst of an argument because you're not gonna have a productive conversation. So I would be like, hey mom, like, do you wanna go to lunch? Like, I found this cute place, blah, blah, blah. Go have lunch. And then I would just say, hey, I've something's been on my mind and I'd love to like just talk to you about it. And I want us to just have like an honest, open conversation. And I would say, you know, you you mentioned the other day you feel like you have to walk on eggshells about this topic. And I wanted to just explain a little bit of like why this topic's hard for me. And then I would go in and explain like I'm I'm struggling with my body. I'm struggling because of the way this medication makes me feel. But at the same time, I I love my body and I love who I am. So when you make those comments, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but but the narrative I'm telling myself when I hear these things is and lay it out. And I would be really careful. Don't use like accusatory language. Don't use, you know, you do this, you like those kind of things, but just the story I'm telling myself, like the way that I'm interpreting that so that she's seeing you're not coming at her, but you're trying to help her to understand what those words are doing within you. And I would just like lay it out and just be like, you know, at the end of it, if she's able to say, dang, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Like, I want to work on this. Then great. You guys can come up with something. If she comes at you and is like, you know what? You're just too sensitive and it would do you better to like lose 10 pounds and blah, blah, blah. Then that's where I would lay a boundary where I'd be like, you know what? I think at this point, I love you and I don't want us to keep having these arguments. So I feel like if you're cool, like, let's just lay it down. Like, let's not talk about anything to do with food or body. Like, let's just like ex-nay that from our conversations um, because I don't want to have these arguments because obviously we're coming from like two perspectives and I just I don't want to argue with you. So I'd rather let's just like not talk about that. And then that way we can just like move forward and maybe someday like it'll be back on the table. But but I you, I hope you're seeing like for me, there would be like steps to take. So first, helping my own mentality with like, hey, OK, I'm getting very defensive in these ways. How do I shift it? Then approaching the topic in a very like gentle way to see if there's a way we can work it out. Then creating those hard boundaries for myself. So that's kind of what my advice would be on this. Um, it sounds like you are doing all of the things that you need to do for yourself, like going to therapy, um, continuing to do things that make you happy. Your relationship with food and exercise, as long as you're keeping the mentality of I'm doing these things because it makes me feel good and because I love myself and I'm, I'm trying to take care of myself, as long as you focus on that, you'll be good. 
you mentioned something about trying to get to a certain number on the scale. Like, girl, freaking kick that to the curb. Don't be focusing on, you know, like how your if your clothes are too tight and it's making you insecure, go buy a bigger pair. Like that is okay, okay. Even if that means you only are wearing that for like a couple months and then you know your medication regulates, you get back down, you start working out more, whatever. Cool, then you can buy a, a smaller one or like get those hemmed. But I think we get so stuck in these, oh my God, all my clothes aren't fitting. I have to wear sweatpants and, and leggings and I'm just so insecure. And we we drive ourselves crazy instead of just giving our body and ourself what we need. Like nobody has time to do that. Like why are you keeping all those clothes in your closet that make you feel like crap? If you want to box them up and put them out of sight because you think like, oh, someday I'll get into this, then cool, do that. But I also think you need to do things that are going to make you feel good. I literally threw all of my clothes out that didn't fit me and bought new clothes because I knew I needed to do that for myself to to really let myself see like I am accepting who I am and where my body is now. Now, my body is changing right now. <laughs> are things pretty loose on me and I'm I might need to buy other stuff? Yeah, but now I'm dealing with it in a way that like is meeting me where I'm at. And I also am doing it in a way that's very practical. Like I'm not like, yes, my pants don't fit. Like I'm losing weight, biatches. Like I'm literally like, oh crap, like these aren't fitting the way I need. I need to go get new ones that fit my body. It's not ever like, oh yeah, I'm getting closer to the body I want. It's always my present body that I love and I'm taking care of. So I think I think when you start to strip out all of those things, you start to block out what society is telling you you should or shouldn't do. Um, then you start to kind of like have a healthier relationship with that. You know, even like trending styles that'll go on. I forget what trend it was. I can't remember, but there was like a trend going on that was so cute. And so I ordered <laughs> that like. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so it's like the whole like corset tops, right? <clears throat> well, I have, I have some, I have two very large parts of my body that won't allow me to participate in <laughs> that trend. So I tried to get one the other day and I literally got stuck in it. Like it was to the point where I was like, I'm gonna need to call someone to come help me cut myself out of this because I could not fit into it. And I'm t I like literally had like a three a X, like the biggest size they had and I could not fit into it. At that moment, the old me, before I did this work of shifting my mentality, the old me would have been like, you are literally disgusting. The fact that you can't fit into the biggest size they have, like how embarrassing. And I would have torn myself apart and been like crying and just like so embarrassed about that, right? The new me is like, dang, like this this trend was not made for girls with muchachas like mine, right? And I took a picture of me stuck in it and sent it to my friends and was like, I'm literally dying right now. And it was like this funny experience where I was like, whoop, like that's not made for my body, so I'm gonna move on to something else. And I'm telling you, if you can adopt that difference of just fact, my body does not fit into this because it's not made for my body. Move on to something that is. I'm telling you, it will literally change your life. So I hope that all these things are resonating with you. And I hope that you also know that like 
my heart goes out to you so much. Anybody who is triggered by by body stuff and I mean it's it's a struggle that I don't think anyone will be able to understand unless they're in it and it is also something that can be absolutely debilitating. So I I really hope that you continue to do the work to kind of rebuild the way that you think and feel and your relationships with those things because I think when you do that you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of being on solid ground and to someday if you have a little girl to teach oh my god I'm getting emotional Ah, to teach her that her body is so beautiful and and that food can be something that Woo, that hit me in an arm. Food can be something that is enjoyed and something exciting. And, you know, like, no matter what she looks like, she deserves the entire world. And she's not going to miss out on anything because of the way she looks or what she eats. Oh, my God. I just, like, imagined myself talking to, like, a future daughter. And I got, like, so emo. Sorry. Anyways, okay, we are going to <laughs> move on before I like freaking cry all over this mic. But I think this is like, I think this is something I get so passionate about because I know the way it's impacted me and like a lot of friends I've had conversations with. And I do think I have so much hope for like our generation to like start rewriting the way that the pattern's been going. And so I get so passionate about it because I just I don't want anyone else to feel these things because it is like such a it's such a heavy area. And it's something that is so like meaningless. It's so stupid that we focus on it. Um, You know, the fact that like we're all walking and have body parts that work like you look at other people who are struggling in so many areas that would do anything to have the bodies that we have and would be so thankful for the bodies we have. And and it's just so stupid when I think about like all the time and effort we we take to try to <clears throat> become something that we maybe were not meant to and also focus on things that just like are absolutely meaningless. So I I just encourage all of you to just be kind to yourself, but also to be that encouraging voice to someone who you know is going through that struggle because it can be so isolating and lonely to not ever have anyone look at you and say something positive about your body. Like, I'm tired of hearing my makeup looks good or my hair looks good. Like, I want someone to look at me and be like, girl, I love, like, your body is beautiful. Like, I love those curves, you know what I mean? Besides, like, nasty men who have, like, weird things about curvy women. Like, why can't we compliment people um, for any, any type of body they have? Like, what makes us feel like we're qualified to determine what is attractive or not? Like, why can't we instead realize the brokenness within us that we can't see someone else's body as beautiful and work on that like work on your own ish like stop worrying about everyone else um I just think like we could change so much if more of us like dedicated time to do that so if you are hearing my voice you are so hot and I want you to like pick up your head and walk in that because it's true like it is absolutely true 
wow, really was not expecting to cry. Like, even when I started that sentence, I'm not joking. I, like, did not know that was coming. But, well, you made me cry. Or I made myself cry. Who knows? Um, okay, well, thank you so much, Madison, for writing in. I know that's going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Again, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> we love all the moms out there. Um, and I... I don't know. I just I, I really hope that someone who's going through the same things hears this and is able to just, um, you know, take a step towards healing and changing just patterns you've had um, keeping you captive. But anyways, um, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for joining me on this solo episode. Um, I can't believe I've been talking for like an hour already. It kind of like flew by, which I think is a good sign. I also don't really remember most of the stuff I said, but I tend to black out when I'm even slightly nervous. So I love you all. I'm going to end with a dad joke because I can and Ash isn't here. So, which doesn't make too much of a difference because she doesn't usually laugh at them anyways. <laughs> it's usually me laughing and her going, oh, that's good. <laughs> so here we go. Why do cows wear bells? I'm going to be Ash. Ashley would go. <laughs> what would she say? <laughs> she would go, bell, cow. <laughs> because their horns don't work. But um, shh, why did the bicycle fall over? She would go, wheels, <laughs> handlebars. <laughs> because it was too tired. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining me um, on this episode. And I love you so much. Please write in if you have any stories. Follow us on socials. That's where we're the most active. And yes, just be kind to someone in your life. And most importantly, be kind to yourself. I love you all so much. Have a great day. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.